You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. The Burbs is the story of a quiet suburban neighborhood with a strange secret. Or is it? Neighbors, everybody needs good neighbors. Just a friendly wave each morning helps to make a better day. Welcome back to the Oars at Movie Podcast, where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Sean Taylor. I'm Tex. And I mean Mark. Today we're taking a look at 1989's The Burbs. Uh, this came to us, uh, this wasn't one that we picked out. Uh, this was one, this is a request. Uh, we've mentioned before that if you have any uh, ideas for movies to do on Or Is It, we would more, uh, more than happy uh, be happy to take them. And we got an email from Nathan. It doesn't say where he's from, um, but he says, Hi, my name is Nathan, and I've been listening to your podcast going all the way back to when you were on Lords of Pain. If you know the history of our show, that was the first website we appeared on. Um, I would like you to do an Or Is It podcast on the movie The Burbs. Uh, I am confident that this is uh, the perfect movie for the Or Is It. Uh, This movie... It will probably be the only time you you will be able to get Tom Hanks' movie on, or, or <laughs> is it? There is one other, but we'll get to that later. Um, also, this movie has Carrie Fisher in it, so Mark will have plenty to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks, Nathan. I certainly appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> it, it was great seeing the princess again. God rest her soul. Um, I obviously don't expect me to make fun of her. I'll leave that to the other two. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I just she I, is I just completely flawless. I am not saying a word about this poor woman. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome to the show, Carrie Fisher. Welcome to the show, Tom Hanks and Bruce Dern. Uh, we can, <laughs> yeah. we can welcome back Rick Dukeman, uh, who is in and Are we welcoming Man. Corey Feldman and Corey Feldman, the voice of Donatello from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja That's right. So I, you know what? I got to tell you if. If there was a person in the 80s that wanted to be Patrick Swayze more than Patrick Swayze, it was Corey Feldman. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. A, that's what I took from this movie. Uh, you know what? I was going to say that for after, after the synopsis, but I couldn't help it. Straight out of the gate. I got to do it. <laughs> yeah. He was the 90s uh, Christian Slater in the 80s. So. Oh, my God. That is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I will say this about Carrie Fisher. First time I've ever found her attractive, actually. Oh, you shut your mouth. <laughs> no, 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 because... Don't don't you dare look at the gold bikini and say that that's not attractive. I, you know what? I, oh I never God, did. So oh, you shut your mouth. I, Mark, I never did. You know why? Because it was forced why? upon her, and I, ne- and I never thought that that was cool. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll almost give you that. <laughs> well, this one, she looks like a normal human being, and I, that's kind of weird to say, I know, but... It, it it struck me when I was watching this. Well, movie. sure. When like she doesn't look she's like she's literally the girl next door. Yeah, like she looks. She doesn't look like the '80s bimbo like the other one does. Uh, in this mm. movie, the blonde. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and I think that was the point, right? Like they, they dress her down, dress the other one. Yeah, differently. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she had a very classical, very elegant style. So I actually I really because looking at her later in life, she looks older, and you know. So it looks fine, but I'm talking too much. Um, yeah. 
So uh, I've never seen this before. Mark, have you seen this before? Oh, a long time ago. I'm pretty sure uh, it was a VHS rental because Tom Hanks was in it. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I saw this once when I was a kid and it fucking terrified me. Really? Yep. Oh. Yep. And I was I was watching it, trying to figure out what it was about the movie <laughs> that scared me. But when I was a kid, like, fuck, I was afraid of the dark, everything. Like, I was, I did not have a good childhood. So it doesn't really surprise me that I was scared of it. But I think what it was, was the, um, it was the psychological element to it of him, everybody thinking that it's all scary and everything. And I didn't get that it wasn't really happening. A lot of stuff that happens isn't really... It's mostly in people's minds. Like, they're they're freaking out over all this stuff, like the digging in the backyard and whatever. They don't know what that means, but they're, they're giving it some type of, um, you know, horrible context. And the dream that he has, the nightmare that he has, I think that's what scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Okay. It's like there was like hardly anything I remembered from this movie. Like I was watching the movie, going, "Where's the part that scared me?" Because I know something did. And um, yeah, I I think it's got to be the nightmare that scared me because you know with the um, chainsaw that comes through the wall and whatever, and him like flipping through all the channels. Maybe that was it. I have no idea, but either way, yeah. Okay. All right, well, uh, take us through the burbs. All right, so our story begins in a suburb. Shocker, I know. Ray can't stop obsessing over his neighbors, and his wife somehow has the patience to put up with his whining and bitching. Good on her. Art shows up to eat all their food and annoy the hell out of them, and everyone seems to be completely obsessed with the neighbors. One of them comes out the door briefly, and it causes quite a stir. Art and Ray knock on the door and get attacked by bees for their troubles. Art tells a story to Ray and Ricky about a crazy neighbor that killed his whole family, and the three older guys decide to investigate them. Neighbor comes out to viciously put something in the garbage because goddammit for having the audacity not to fit in the pail, and later Ray sees the family digging in the backyard. Apparently Walter fucked off without telling anyone, and Art thinks the neighbors took him as a human sacrifice. If that's true, I hope he's next. Ray has a nightmare, spirals further and further into madness, Carol grounds him from seeing the other two idiots, and Vince huh. the dog digs up a bone from the neighbor's yard. Carol decides to get some long-overdue introductions taken care of and heads right over to the neighbor's house. The group has an awkward visit with the family, and afterwards the three idiots decide to snoop in the house while the neighbors are gone. Art gets electrocuted but tragically doesn't die. Ray and Art check out the backyard, then the basement for hours. Good thing that appointment at the university was an all-day one. The neighbors show up with the cops in, in tow just in time to see Ray blow up the house, blow the house up. Carol comes home to find out how much of an idiot her husband is. He has a breakdown about the fact that his neighbors aren't the crazy ones, everyone else is, and flounces into the ambulance. Dr. Klovac, or Kovac, or whatever their names are, gets in the ambulance with Ray, confesses his crimes, and the two sort of fight it out. They crash into a car, which for some reason has a whole trunk full of skeletons, and reveals the family of serial killers. Ray tells Carol they should head, head to the lake, and Art's wife comes home. Ray tells Ricky to keep an eye on the neighborhood, and Ricky informs us he loves the street. One more pan out shot to show the suburb and then the earth and roll credits. This was weird. Yeah, it was. Because uh, I kind of saw it, the movie going in the way that it does, where Tom Hanks just comes out at the end and goes, No, we're the crazy ones. They're, they didn't do anything to us. We, we're the crazy ones. 
And then all of a sudden, they're no, murderers. Yeah, it turns out, nope, they really are the crazy ones. It's like, what? <laughs> I know. I That's the thing. And actually, I didn't like that turn at the end because I, I was looking for the social commentary because that's yep. what they're kind of setting up with this entire thing, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I spent a few years in the suburbs in Canada, for what it's worth, but that, that kind of street where everybody knows everybody else, yep. and you kind of get a little too far into everybody else's business, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, so as an adult, I can kind of recognize that. As a kid, like Utex, I only saw this once, because I was like, I can't even go home now, because it's so weird, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not safe anymore. But uh, but as an adult, we kind of recognize that. Yeah, you know what? It was kind of like that. You kind of see the nosy, like the different types of neighbors. You have the nosy neighbors and the really nosy neighbors and the nosy nosy neighbors. Yeah. You know, um, there was always that one woman on the street that all of the guys looked at a certain way, and then there was the other women who really didn't like her. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> uh, I wanted them to be wrong. I wanted it. I was really looking for them to, yeah. because they they were they were our heroes who became the villains because they went too far with how they were nosing into everybody's business. Yeah, I actually don't like that they validate them. Oh my this god, saying, me either. Thank you. This is, I like. Are you kidding me? So they're saying, go ahead, pry into everyone else's business. You might find a mass murderer. Yeah, and if you do, well, then all your sins are forgiven. Yeah. No. Okay. Fuck and, you. And, no. That was my question at the end. Okay, so he gets a list of charges. Yeah. Like breaking and entering, three counts of breaking and entering, trespassing, vandalism, mm-hmm. uh, arson, arson of all of this stuff. I don't right? know if arson's actually listed, but I definitely think it should be. Right. And so but he's like, "Are you listening, Mister Peterson?" And he's he's got the big rap sheet. He's going away for a long fucking time. Well, it is his first offense, so maybe well, not. Well, that's, that's a long series, too. That, that is, know. yes, I'm, but I'm sure it could be pleaded. down. But then, but then they find <laughs> bones and skulls in the guy's trunk. Which, how did they get there? Does that mean that they're driving around with them all the fucking time? I, I don't know, I guess, but then he just walks into his house. Yep. Oh, no, I'm going to go up to the lake now. No! You're still going to jail. Yeah, because you, you still did blew up the house. <laughs> yeah, you still did all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, know, I know. It, it, like, see, like, like, citizens arrest. Citizens arrest was a big thing back in the eighties. By the way, sure. oh, the eighties. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Almost oh the nineties, but almost um, yeah, right on the cusp. Yeah, like, does he get away? So he just goes scot free, I guess. Yes. Is that, because, is that what we're led to believe? Yeah, because he found them. I guess yes. I I was honestly I was pissed. I'm like, wait, no, it actually fucking turned out that these got come on. Yeah. I was pissed. I'm like, okay, so because I, I thought it was going to be this like um this crazy thing where every they were like jumping to all of these conclusions and whatever, and you see Art come home, which totally sets it up for it's all in their heads and everything else. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so it's a boo it's a boo Radley kind of thing. No. Yeah. No, vindicated at the and at the very last second too, and it's like, really? And I'm sorry, you're a fucking doctor, and you think the best time to kill someone is when there are hundreds of witnesses? Really? You just go ahead and climb into a fucking ambulance yeah. in the middle of all of this craziness, and you what, you're gonna kill the guy and get out of the ambulance and nobody's gonna fucking see you when there are cameras everywhere now and everything? Okay. He good turns for himself you. in. 
He would have gotten away with it had he not done that. I know. Yeah. All because he not gone and confessed to Tom Hanks. All because he thinks he saw what's in the furnace. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. No. And and you're right, Sean. I mean, I like the idea that the, you know, they're like, listen, uh, Lieutenant Chet, we've only got room for one prisoner tonight. You know, I don't want to do the paperwork for two. So which one are we going to pay, pay, take here? Are we going to take the the petty crime or are we going to take the mass murderer? And it's like, you know what? Let's let's go with the mass murderer. That's the bigger collar. We're going to make the head. You know, we're only doing paperwork for one. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And how come Ray Peterson was the only one that was getting charged? What, yep. what about the other two? Yeah, oh, yeah. They're right along there with him. Mm-hmm. Willful <laughs> destruction of willful destruction of property, conspiracy. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, um, yeah. you know it, it, it's a whole. It, it, it's guilt by association. If anything, it makes all of their crimes worse because it was premeditated. Yep. And to a degree, well, actually, are the wives involved? No, not really. No, the wives. No, really the involved. wall. The wives, for the most part, are just like, oh, for the love of God, would you guys just chill out? Yeah, they do get involved kind of when it's the the little dinner party, but <laughs> as such as it were. Yeah, but that's that's at the point where Carol has Carol's like, okay, this has gone far fucking enough. Let's go talk to them. Yeah, and you know, prove to you guys that you're jumping to conclusions. And just, ugh. but I mean, this the music going into this just sets the tone, eh? Like like you you've just gone to hell. For yeah. Some yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like this, uh, you know. Again, that whole idea of trying to flip everything on its head. This peaceful burb is. Yeah. No, no. It's this is hell. Like your neighbor's dog's always shitting on your lawn, and your other neighbor's a mass murderer. You know, typical stuff that you want to gripe about in the neighborhood. Yeah. Well, that's why I thought this movie was just going to be a comedy, because mm-hmm. like when he says that he found um, uh, the wig. Uh, in their house, mixed in with the newspapers and the magazines or whatever that were uh, that were addressed to Walter, I thought, okay, well, obviously Walter had to go and he got them to watch his house because right. Walter isn't really with the group; he's sort of on his own, right? It's true, but at the same time, why? I don't know because that one point where the neighbor guy comes out, like the Hans, when he comes out onto the porch for some reason. And everybody's staring at him. Walter's one of them. True. So the idea that Walter actually would go up to the house and be like, hey, creepy guys, can you um, get my mail for me? But I thought that was just going to be the payoff. Like, that was the big misunderstanding at the end of the movie yeah. where everyone just figures out that, oh, okay, we made a big deal out of nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his rant is really, really good. Yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's right. It is you guys. It's yeah. all you guys. Chill the fuck out. And then it turns out, no, you're no, it's real. totally right. No, <laughs> fuck off. Which, by the way, I have to, I, I, I have to say, um, the creepy guy, when he first comes out of the house, drives down to the end of the driveway to dump the body, because that happens. Um, it's really creepy, and he's super scary, and he's weird, and he's a hermit. And of course, racist Hollywood, he's a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> Another way of trying to keep the redheaded man down. I'm oh just my saying. God. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, <laughs> but there there was some typecasting in this. Uh, yeah, thank you. 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> he actually really should have been blonde. Is oh, no, based... I think... Uh... No, based on their accents. Oh, the German accent? Yeah. yeah. It, no. I also would have accepted uh, black slicked back hair. That's always the sign of a villain. Right? Well, yeah, but yeah, but this is this is redneck type. So blonde villainy. slick back hair then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even slick back unless it's just greasy. We use the fuck out of gel, mousse, hairspray. Back yeah, no, in the eighties, no, because so. they're they're too dirty for that <laughs> seriously yeah. like he's got grease stained stuff and everything like they're too dirty for like slick back hair and shit like no oh that would be uh, um mousse au natural yeah yeah basically <laughs> spit basically. i just fucking loved that though how he like drives out takes the garbage out of the trunk puts it in the pail and like just smacks the shit out of the bag, and I'm like, man, that is glide tough right there. But <laughs> <laughs> hefty, hefty, hefty. Whippy, whippy, wimpy. But no, I was like, I'm like, what? All right, sure. It's just like another creepy thing for them to do, like a creepy, unexplained thing, whatever. But the next day, when they are in, when they're both in the garbage, like digging through everything and whatever, and then they make a point of people constantly running over that section of garbage after that, <laughs> losing yeah. my shit. I'm like, clean it up! <laughs> Fucking clean it up! Oh, I was so angry by that. So angry. I'm like, no, that's not okay. You don't leave that crap on on the road. You just don't. You don't. You clean <laughs> it up. I And I love that the garbage men are like, fuck you. <laughs> we are not picking this up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here's my thing, because Tom Hanks sees them digging holes in the backyard. Yeah. The night before, right? Did we ever find out why? Uh, no. Okay. We um, so we see them dumping the body, and then later that night during the rainstorm, they're burying, they're digging holes. And so the next day they come out, and I think the the neighbor says Art says something like. Oh, they must have got the body out of the trash and put it and buried them in the backyard. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your theory here is that the guy killed somebody, mm-hmm. stuffed <laughs> him into a garbage bag, drove down the length of the driveway to put yep. him in the trash cans, yep. waited till later when you were asleep, got the body out of the trash bag, I assume using his car again, Probably. Um, and then take him back just to bury him in the back. Yeah. And to, and and to do that, um, like part of this theory is that he drove out and dumped the body or whatever into the trash in full view of everyone. Yeah. But then snuck out later to switch the bags. Yeah, with trash. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. So yeah. what happened there in, inside the house was a you idiot. Why did you put the so you put the trash in the backyard, and then you put the bodies in the trash. What are you doing? Go and change it. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, did you just get the well, wrong bag when you're first going out to go and do it? Maybe. Like, like there's two bags, one of trash, one of body. Yeah. And yeah. just grab the wrong bag. Oops. I will say another uh, little commentary, too, on uh, now in retrospect, how uh, 1980s gas prices were okay. They, you could afford to fire up the car just to bring trash you know, 10, <laughs> yeah. 10 feet yeah. down your laneway. 
Yeah, that tank of a car. <laughs> yeah. That looks too big for the fucking garage. It's a little easy to do that when gas is 27 cents per liter. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so we, we were mentioning Walter. And uh, speaking of, of Walter, the uh, there's this scene where they, they suspect that Walter's missing and they all go into his house. Yep. Yep. Right? So now it's time for another edition of If I Were. Excellent. All right. Now, I've never been such a nosy neighbor that I would have broken into somebody's house to check and see if they were missing. <laughs> but if I were, and I suspected that they were dead, I would absolutely touch everything that I could <laughs> lay my hands on. Yes. I stress that there there cannot be enough fingerprints of mine all over the house. Yeah. <laughs> if I were. Absolutely. Seriously? What the hell was that? Everything, cookies and whatever. Like, they, like they're like they going into the fridge and just picking up things. And Oh, my God. Oh, well, that's just art because he's hungry all the fucking time. Oh, my God. The yeah. loudest eater I've ever heard in a movie. Oh, my God. Honestly, like... Maybe it was, and I was I was wondering at points if it was because I had this at one and a half speed. Was he that fucking annoying at regular speed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it didn't matter. All right. Because I was seriously, like, the whole movie, I was like, die. Fucking die. Like, when he fell backwards, when they were, when he was crawling, the, when he's going up the pole, and Ray's like, be careful, be careful. I'm like, no, don't be. Don't be careful. <laughs> don't be careful at all. And they're like, oh, you know, watch it when you take that, when you you know, cut that and whatever. I was like, no, don't. Just cut away. Cut away. Yes. Take no precautions whatsoever. Just cut. Just cut. And then he like got electrocuted and I was like, yes. And then he fell and I was like, yes. Get impaled on something. And then he wasn't. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> I wanted him to die, seriously. Like, oh, I understand. Like that whole um, conversation we had about wanting somebody to die so badly when they're the villain. Well, he wasn't the villain. Well, in my mind, he was. But either way, like, he wasn't the villain, but still, I was like, die, fucking die. I hate you so much. Well, he's the problem. Yeah, after that first oh, scene yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. After that first scene with him, and the, uh, you know, he just keeps going after meal after meal. Like, get, getting into the guy's ribs, I was like, that's a foul right there, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't just help yourself to ribs that have been saved like that. No way. That's not being a good neighbor. But right after that, you were. I was hoping that he was the one that would go missing and they would have to go look at, like, like uh, uh, Hanks and Dern would have to go into his house and find him. Yeah, I was hoping he was just going to go missing and they were going to have a party. Because <laughs> that's what I'd do if that fucker went missing. I'd be like, "Yeah, save it up my grocery bill." <laughs> like, fucking party up with the uh, not stoner next door. Oh yeah, because <laughs> this is the yeah, eighties and we can't do drug humor, so he's a stoner, not a stoner. Yeah. Oh, I love the uh, van that shows up at the end with like the like van that's absolutely full of pizza. Yeah. I was like, really. <laughs> really? Who's paying for that? <laughs> yeah. Well, pizza prices were at an all-time low in the 80s. It yeah. was cowabunga for everybody, you know? Yeah. yeah seriously. <laughs> by the way, this podcast brought to you by the Weedless Stoner. Oh. The Weedless Stoner. Dude! Just be a dude! <laughs> <laughs> Not our best sponsor, but we take a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. Exactly. Uh, Tom Hanks not top build in this movie. It's so weird to see that. 
The first name Wait, that comes up is Bruce Dern. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I think I think Tanks was uh, Tanks. Tanks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's his name now. It's Tanks. That's his. That's his millennial name. T. Hanks. Tanks. Yeah. Right. Uh, was he kind of on his way up? I think at this point, eighty nine. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, looking at. He hadn't done the Money Pit yet. I don't think. Um, I think he had done. Um, Bosom Buddies on TV. He was just kind of breaking out of TV at this point. That's right. Yeah, I'm I'm actually checking into it right now. Uh, yeah, Bosom Buddies. Uh, he'd done a couple appearances on Family Ties. Yeah, yeah. And Happy Days and, ta- and Taxi. Uh, well, he had done Splash. And he had done The Money Pit. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, he also had done Dragnet and just come out of Big in 88. Really? Oh my god, I love Dragnet. Yeah. So I don't know how Bruce Stern got higher billing. Well, uh, he's Bruce... probably still the bigger name at that point, though. Better lawyers? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. I guess back then it did take a little bit longer to, for your career to, to amp up because, I mean, it's not like you had things like the internet to really just quickly propel you, right? So Yeah. Here's here's a question that I have. Um, if they'd never met the neighbors, um, and I actually think at the beginning when they say they've never seen the neighbors, how do they know their last name? Oh, well, it's a good question. I just take that one as they've spoken to like the mailman or something that has brought them a piece of mail. Maybe. Yeah, maybe someone had gotten uh, mail delivered to their house by mistake. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm just Yeah, no, they, you're right. They never actually show us how they... I mean, you're, I guess you're supposed to assume just gossip? Yeah, From maybe. who? <laughs> and nice and, to see uh, the paperboy not rushing doing his job at the beginning of the movie. Um, you see the paperboy just going through and just delivering papers. See, Rad? You can't do something and not be extreme. <laughs> no need to rush. It's quality over quantity here. Yeah. That's right. That that kid didn't have to worry about keeping his job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, had to laugh at the 80s uh, fashion with the spiked leather jacket. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the denim shirt tied off at the waist <laughs> of his girlfriend. That's right. That's right. Uh, hair from here to next Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Along Absolutely. with earrings. What's that? Sorry. You got to have huge earrings as well. Yep. 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 Earrings to ma- to match the hair. Yep. And the um, the headband or whatever tied in a bow. Clap your head. Yep. Yep. That's right. And then, of course, the uh, the shorts have to come up uh, almost, almost to your, your hip. Essentially, yep, it has yep. to be higher than halfway between your knee and your waist. Yep, mm-hmm. that's right. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, if, yeah. if at all possible, always make sure that your jacket is shoved up to your elbows. <laughs> I miss the eighties. <laughs> yeah, well, fun. you know, I mean, a lot of it's coming back in style, so you know. That's true. Um, how much do, do you guys remember the 80s? Do you, do you remember the 80s TV at all? God. Well, depending on what you're talking about. Late well, 80s. Do you, remember, do you remember turning on the TV in the 80s and every single show was about killing 
and or demon possession <laughs> oh, yeah. on every single station. No, that I don't remember. <laughs> Especially when you think your neighbor's a killer. <laughs> That's uh, one little misnomer for the kids out there. No, TV could not read your mind in the 80s. It wasn't predictive like Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a movie cliche, the prophetic TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it cool. absolutely is. Or and it goes in, under every genre. Yeah. In in Quebec they call it TV apropos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how they're walking down the street and the one guy's talking about how man it's so different these days. You can't walk down your street anymore. You're not safe like we used to be back in the day. I'm like, ha. <laughs> People in the eighties think society's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. in thirty years, you're not going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're going to be saying, "I remember the eighties when you could walk down the street and it was safe." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I said that this week talking to a millennial. <laughs> yeah, but his fucking fidget spinner. Sorry. You ever seen these fidget spinners, these new things? Yep. No? Yeah, it's basically... Um, it's fidget a, spinner? Yeah. But it started off with fidget cubes, where basically it was just a cube with all sides that had something different on it, where you click something, or push something, or slide something, or s- spin something around. It's to help people who fidget in class, or specifically kids with ADHD. But now they have these little things where you put... Wait, your- What? How does it help kids who are already having trouble concentrating to have something else that they... My question exactly. All right. Apparently, it actually does help, but makes no sense to me. But now they have these little fidget spinners where uh, you hold it between your thumb and forefinger, and you can basically spin it with your middle finger, and it just spins around on an axis. Okay. And, oh, it's, it's all the rage. Like, it literally burst onto the scene like a week and a half ago. And it's the new thing that all the kids want because, oh, I need help maintaining my thing. It's just a toy. It's what it is. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, so. it took off really quickly. Like, I uh, I went from not knowing what they were to seeing a whole booth for them at Comic-Con. Uh, and then all of a sudden seeing them at, like, Chapters Starbucks. Um, uh, I saw them at the, I think, at uh, Staples. Canadian Tire. Like, yeah. they're all over the place now. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, regardless. Um, yeah, when you're talking about them breaking into... Uh, what you're talking about breaking, breaking into Walter's place. How about when they go over and they introduce themselves to the club tax or whatever they're called? Um, <laughs> I think that's what they're called, yes, the club tax. that is their name from now on. I don't think it is. I think it's actually Clovac or something, but club tech it no, is the, now. There's a P in the name. I looked there online. There is not. Yeah, no, there is. There is. There is. Um, it uh, when they when they go in, and they just invite them. So they just walk past the guy. Oh, here's yeah. some brownies. Hey, do you mind if I touch your stuff? Oh yeah, and peel off your wallpaper right in front I know, of you. These guys are the worst guests ever. It's Clopec, by the way. Clopec, um, there you go. Clopec. <laughs> yeah, right. these these guys are the worst guests ever. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah uh, just don't mind us. This, that's the kind of behavior that you have when after you get to know somebody back then. Like once you've met a few times, eventually it becomes uh, more of an op- open door policy. Hey, you know what? 
you, you maybe knock on the screen door and then come in. Yeah, but it's never okay to peel wallpaper. I was going to say, yeah, okay. I, I remember all the time my neighbors would come over and peel the wallpaper off my. Yeah, wall. go and go and like tuck themselves into a corner <laughs> and inconspicuously rip off a piece of wallpaper. And then, do you know what? Honestly, the only thing that was missing in that scene is him like bringing it to his lips, licking it, and trying to put it back on the wall. That's the only thing that was missing. Well, he's sitting there checking for studs. Is that what he's doing? Well, he's like knocking yeah. on the wall, knocking on the wall. I think he was checking for like a hollow place where they could hide bodies. Or yeah, something. that's what I thought. I thought he was like looking for, you know, secret compartments or something. <laughs> he's also, like, oh. by the way, worst fucking soldier ever. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. And when he, t- when he grabs Hans at the end and he was like, oh, I'll snap your neck like a twig or whatever and blah, blah, blah. You can't get away from me. I'm like, yeah, you fucking can because you're a fucking klutz. And an idiot. Yeah, oh, Hans, have, he's probably you're probably the kind of soldier that'd be like, "Hey, look over there! What? Gone." Hans goes to run away and slips on the grass. He comes in to get Hans, and he slips on the grass. Question about that: Is that supposed to be the dog poop? Oh, good question. I don't know. I I didn't even think about that. I thought it because I remember earlier when it was raining, um, it had just started to rain. And when uh, Tom Hanks and uh, Art there were coming back down to Tom Hanks's place, there was a big puddle in the in the uh, in the grass. I was like, wow, that filled up quickly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that. I was just wondering if it was supposed to be dog poop. It was like that's just the you know, the continuing gag. Oh no, I. Oh, I think they would have called it out if it was. Although I heard the whoop, whoop sound effect, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and seriously when they were digging in the basement and they're like i don't even know how far down they are at this point but i'm like he's not there you fucking idiots <laughs> yeah. like how 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 big of a hole do you need to dig before you realize there's nothing fucking there yeah like seriously and oh, two seconds ago Dipstick had been talking on the radio saying something, I don't even know what, to Buddy uh, Burnbaum or whatever was that his name? Uh, Rumsfeld. R- really? Yeah. Where did I get Burnbaum? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I almost didn't want to correct you, but go ahead. <laughs> All right, Burnbaum. Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld's up on the fucking, um, up on the roof, and he's. Like, two seconds ago, he was talking to him, and then he sees Art coming home, and he was like, Art's home! Art's home! They don't they don't have him! Whatever! Blah, blah, blah! And then you see them burying the walkie-talkie in the, uh, in the dirt, and I'm just like, what? That, what? He had it in his fucking hand, like, a second ago! Why the- Ugh! Grr. Well, how about the fact that they're both going over the fence, and the guy on on, on the roof is just going, Red Rover, Red Rover, said Tom Hanks over. I'm like, he's already over. You know, what are you doing? Yeah, but he was he was having a great time with that, though. Did you see him? Like, he's <laughs> like, you know, send, send Ray over. <laughs> send Art over. <laughs> <laughs> I get to have my you animal You know, you're playing now. with no one right now, right? Okay. Yeah, the sooner you get over the fence, the sooner I can have my animal crackers. <laughs> Out of my picnic basket. Did you see that? There was a picnic basket behind him. Oh, no, I didn't like, see that. I just saw the animal cracker, like bus or whatever and i'm just like wow really okay yeah, no like with a floral pattern fucking thing inside of it like his wife made him a packed lunch to sit on top of the roof 
and spy on his neighbors. This is insane. <laughs> that does not surprise me. <laughs> Pack a lunch for spying. Here, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good day spying on the neighbors, sweetie. Yeah, in broad motherfucking daylight. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, they weren't home. They're on those, like you said, those all-day conferences. Yeah, <laughs> I know, university. but still. Why, why would he sit on the fucking roof with binoculars? Oh, no. Broad fucking daylight, nobody's home. He could have been sitting on his own goddamn lawn. Yeah. Like, he had the binoculars trained at the house. If he was watching around... Okay, yes, put yeah. him up on the roof so he's got a higher van- he's got an elevated vantage point. Absolutely. But he's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That like he's the worst lookout ever. I had that in my notes too. Cause he doesn't even warn them when they come home until it's too late. Like what what the hell is your role here? Just to stay the fuck out of the way? Just to be a bumbling fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because well, what falls happens? Off the roof. I was gonna say, what happens? It makes him fall off the roof, like he's surprised by something or uh, something like that. I, I, the, the Corey Feldman yells at him. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great fucking soldier. Nerves <laughs> yeah. of steel. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Nerves of steel. <laughs> <Fuck. laughs> he drops his gun. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> Which goes off and shoots into his own car. Was that his own car? Yeah, Good. why? I assume it was his own car. I don't know. I just saw that it was a car. That's was funny. it ever established who owned what car outside of uh, Carol's Jeep and um, the neighbor's boat? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. But I love how Carol, when when he, when Tom Hanks tells her that she's gonna he's going to go golfing, and you can tell that she doesn't believe him. Oh my god. Okay, but, yeah. But, I have something to say about that. Go ahead. But she goes along with it anyway. Yep. <laughs> She's like, really? You're going to go golfing? You hate golfing. And the guy comes out, oh yeah, I got this driver so that I could go golfing and do so much golfing. Yeah. I know. And I'm going to love doing golfing. That's exactly what I was doing as I was like walking because I had like, I gone into the kitchen for something or whatever and I come out and I see and he's like talking about going golfing and whatever. And then you see Art like dressed up just in this most ridiculous golfing um attire and i'm just like i'm like oh i sure am going golfing look at me in my golfing attire there is nothing else that i plan on doing i golfing that sure is what i'm doing today and just like really i'm gonna win so much golfing today (laughs) boy i sure am gonna drive those golf balls like fuck off i'm gonna get so many home runs Oh, and that reminds me, there are more costume changes in this than, uh, than like, any Broadway musical. Yes. Yeah. Every scene, everyone's wearing something different. Yes. It's, it's kind of weird. You. There's actually, there was a point where, um, where I noticed that, like, it was just, it was huge to me the way that it happened. And I was like, why, why did you do that? Why did you have to change your clothing for that? I can't even remember what it was, but yeah. It was one of the things that um, I think Ray changed his clothing. He had gone into the house and then came out. And when he came out, he was wearing something totally different. And I was like, why did... What? All right. It's a freaking movie, man. Yeah. God. Um, I I got nothing else. 
I, I see. The one part where you say, what? you uh, like, what? And I, I had the moment, too, is when they were digging up the backyard and they decided to go into the house. Yeah. And so Tom Hanks tries to use the credit card trick, which I still don't know how that works, but um, he breaks the credit card. Ha, ha, ha. It's a comedy. It's funny. Yeah. So he just grabs straw and he breaks the window. Uh-huh. And Art. Art. The guy that's been trying to oh, get into this house all the right? time is like, does breaking and entering mean anything to you? And I'm like... Does you just dug up the backyard mean anything to you? Yeah, I was like, and you guys just trespassed, first of all. Secondly, you've been trying to get into this fucking house since the start of the goddamn movie. What did you think that was going to be? I was like, what? <laughs> You're and the catalyst the... for this. Yeah. And this is two of two houses you've done this to in this Thank movie. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You know, this then is when you first went and laid fuck. your mitts on Buddy's cookies, uh, a little break and entering there, too. Yeah, seriously. And he was also going to steal. Yeah. Yep. Well, why it's not weird. at this oh point? Oh, my I God. Mean... That guy, man. <laughs> I hated him so fucking much. Oh, my God. When he, like, steal, I don't even know what it was that he was going to steal, but he's going to take something and Ray's like put that back and he's like well it's all gonna end up on the yard sale anyway and blah 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 I'm like you're a fucking dick yeah like you are an absolute fucking dick no wonder your wife left you I wouldn't have come back <laughs> just saying he is that neighbor that you kind of love to hate not love to hate but like the he's the neighbor you tolerate like no he, he's he, not <laughs> he's overly friendly but you well I mean you just kind of you could see it in Hanks's face he's not his best buddy he's like the guy that he tolerates he just yeah when he comes over he's just sort of like what do you want yeah but he fucking encourages them yeah yes oh absolutely absolutely i am will not dispute that but he is the one who is the craziest and they go along with his shit if it was just a matter of tolerating it yeah it'd be like yeah 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 you why don't you go ahead and look into that and then tell us how it was but no, no, no. They're like right there doing everything. And it's like, mm-hmm. Well, I'm talking about the beginning of the movie. He's the, he, he's that guy. He's. Yeah, no, my There's Lord that guy in walk. the neighborhood that you don't, that you just kind of tolerate, but you, you can't help it. You can't force him to move. So you have to just put up with him. As yeah. the movie goes along, Hank spies into the mania. Yeah. And no, my doors would be for... locked against that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the 80s. <laughs> I I know what Mar's saying. Yeah, it's the '80s. He's like the guy that always has a beer ready for you when you come home from work, but he always talks trash about the neighbors, and you kind of wonder what he's saying about you behind your back. Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. he and he instantly thinks you're best bud, so he makes himself at home even when it's inappropriate. Uh, yeah. You know how much did he eat at that breakfast? Oh my god! I don't even That's know. And uh, like I, I, I can only assume that it happens so often because Carol is just sitting there going, "Okay, this is happening again." Yeah, yeah. My she point. Just, she just Lock resigns to it. Oh yeah, no, I would. Yeah, they let don't. Him in. They don't. They don't bat an eye when he starts digging in for more food. Like, yeah, and he gets a fucking pineapple and brings it to the <laughs> yeah. table. He's got a whole pineapple. Like at first, when he grabs all this stuff, I was like, "Okay, so are you just taking that? Are you just fucking leaving?" And but then he brings it back to the table, and I'm like, "You're gonna eat a whole goddamn pineapple? <laughs> You're gonna okay? So you've already had like I don't even know waffles, pancakes, whatever the fuck those are. Yeah, sausages, eggs, and hash eggs browns. and sausages and hash browns. Now you're gonna eat Tom Hanks's 
breakfast. And you've also stolen off of Carol's plate when she wasn't looking. And you've got a whatever that tinfoil wrapped thing is yeah. from the fridge. And a fucking pineapple. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. He came back with a full... I had to laugh at that. He's got a full fucking pineapple. Yeah, like, his what? his mouth was on full-on motor mouth, and I, there's nothing funny about him whatsoever. I was like, <laughs> shut fuck? up. I seriously had to push pause on this movie so many fucking times because his... <laughs> was killing me. Yeah. Was fucking killing me. I Like, I seriously... There were points where I was like, shut up! Like... <laughs> <laughs> As I was watching it. One last thing I have is uh, uh, one of the, the um, at the end of the movie when they found when they find out that they're uh, murderers, uh, the the army guy walks past the old neighbor and he goes, "Buddy, you got a lawsuit on your hands." And I'm like, "Yeah, against you." Yeah. <laughs> you broke in and blew up his house. Was that before or... At, no, that was before you find out that they're killers. Was that before? Yeah. Okay, well, either or. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but when he... Well, no, but at that point, though, when he's like, you have a lawsuit on your hands, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no. Why would he have anything? Yeah. Why, why would he be liable for any of what you crazy-ass bastards did? Yeah. He just showed up. Yeah. Crazy. And great Crazy. lookout, by the way, not telling them, you know, when they first showed up. Like, nobody fucking noticed. There's a huge group of people yeah. outside. Nobody notices or hears the car with the bad fan belt. But anyway, shows up, turns around, drives away, and comes back with the cops. I was seriously, like, when I saw them come back with the cops, I'm like, good fucking job. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, I love the cop, too. He's just like, so, uh... Was that your house? Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> so I start arresting him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? What's the cop expect the guy to say? Is, it, is that your house? No, I'm three doors down. But you might want to go take a look at that first before you come to my place. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's my fucking house. <laughs> it's on fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I drove right up to it. Maybe that's mine. <laughs> like, no, that's the only place I could find to park this. Like, fuck off, you idiot. And one thing you can always tell in 80s movies when one of the characters just randomly turns and talks directly to the camera. Yeah. Oh, I love how that suddenly becomes the sudden, sudden <laughs> break, fourth wall break. <laughs> yeah. Just out of the blue. <laughs> yeah. The movie is almost over. At no point have we ever acknowledged that there is reality outside of what's going on. And then suddenly kid just like turns like, I love this street. And you're talking to who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's writing character because I think he could stare off into space and just and just say things. Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true enough. Well, you can thank Ferris Bueller for that. Yeah. That's hey, Ferris true. Bueller talked to the camera throughout the whole fucking movie. That's true. I know, and it and it was and it made it great, right? So yeah. So of course, someone else is going to want to copy that at least sure, at least but, once. Right, yeah. but what I'm saying is, Ricky doesn't do that throughout the movie. He just does it once. Nope, nope. You're right. So it's not overkill, but yeah. they saw it. In, you know, they did it in Ferris Bueller, and it works. So let's do it. I was starting to wonder if Ricky and uh, the blonde were having an affair. 
at the Me beginning too. of the movie. There was a little, little too, uh, here's another 80s reference, a little too hot for teacher going on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. No tan lines today, looking great, right in front of her husband. I know. I yeah, and when that happened, I was like, okay, so the soldier guy's going to get to his feet and kick your fucking ass? And nope. Yeah, the, no next scene, the next scene that we see Ricky in, he should have had a black eye. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be this tough, grizzled war veteran. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect that a war veteran would have would just take that from a neighborhood punk kid. Yes. Yeah, Hanks' character, maybe. Yeah, maybe, but Yeah, that that was a little little kind of odd, but I'm glad they didn't really follow through on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a through line we don't need. <laughs> Uh, so just a few things on this movie. Tom Hanks improvised the scene where he picks up the gurney and puts himself into the ambulance. Oh, nice. I guess uh, a lot of this movie was improvised because there was a uh, writer's strike in 1988. <laughs> oh. um, so they actually improvised a lot. of. The, I, and I assume one of them is when uh, uh, Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher are arguing about going up to the cabin where she wants to go to the cabin. Yeah. And it was really funny, too, because uh, Tom Hanks has that why kind of line delivery and i go that had to be improvised but yeah. there's no way he planned that you know what i mean there's no way sitting, someone sitting down at a typewriter in 1987 going www.hhhyyy <laughs> yeah i don't know it is very tom I've, hanks yeah but, i've seen tom hanks do that a but, lot uh just the whole conversation you go back and watch it it sounds very because they're talking over each other and i think they were trying to get to a certain point yeah, and it sounds improvised. I've done a lot of improv, so I can kind of see when it happens, but uh, I suspect that's it. Um, early in the movie, when Corey Danzinger Danzinger is eating breakfast, the little kid, uh, a box of Gremlin cereal can be seen in, on the kitchen counter in the background. Uh, the director of this movie, uh, Joe Dante, also directed Gremlins and Gremlins Two: The New Batch. Okay, still haven't seen those. Yeah. Um, and Corey Feldman was in Gremlin, so. This was odd. Um, it said, <laughs> it is believed that the phrase pizza dude uh, became widely used uh, because of this movie. Hmm. Right. First off, I don't know if pizza dude was all that widely used. I was going to say, because <laughs> I've heard so many people say pizza dude, not. <laughs> but if it was widely used... <laughs> If it, it ah, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> totally didn't do that on purpose. Nice. Uh, not joke. Um, but if it was widely used, I would say it's from the first Turtle movie when Michelangelo says Pizza Dude's got 30 seconds. Because that's the one I remember. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Now, I mean, obviously that movie saw a bigger release, especially amongst kids, than The Burbs. Yeah. But it's possible there might have been, I don't, some sort of fluke, some carry through, because Feldman was in both, right? So maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. that's the kid. Maybe that's the, the carry through. I don't know, but you're Which right. It wasn't popularized until Turtles. This one, I don't know. I I don't find it all that popular. I, I right. don't think Pizza Dude was all that popular to me. Well, it was back then. You uh, was the it? Uh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. You're calling you're calling the Pizza Dude. You don't call the Pizza. Uh, let's call the International Pizza Conglomerate. <laughs> and see and see if they might have some refreshments for us. No, you call the pizza dude. <laughs> nope. Okay. But all right. All right. I was I was eight, so I don't know. Um, 
So, as always on this show, we try to find the real story behind the story, Mark. Uh, or is it the story of Dr. Frankenstein set in the 1980s, told from the point of view of the neighbors, with uh, the, the kid with the beard as Igor? Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Or is it Batman if he were middle class? Oh. All the investigation, none of the gadgets or skill. <laughs> <laughs> Of the skill to do with investigating, either. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, he didn't have the upbringing to get all the education, so oh, this is middle oh, class. There you go. Mm-hmm. Neat. Tex, uh, I have it. Or is it Exhibit A on uh, Carol's grounds for divorce? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty open and shut right there. That, yeah, her her lawyer's got the easiest day of work all week. <laughs> yep. Your Honor. Tada. <laughs> 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 the prosecution rests, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I have it as, or is it proof that being suspicious of your neighbor is always the best policy? Invest in binoculars, high-powered rifles, and keep the Department of Homeland Security on speed dial, <laughs> because only you can prevent domestic terrorism, a.k.a. the Murica story. <laughs> oh. So... That is going to about do it uh, for the burbs. Nathan, thank you very much for writing in and suggesting this for us. Um, if you have a suggestion for us, uh, like Nathan, you can email us, CanadianMovieCrew at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually do have a personal message for Nathan. Why do you hate us? <laughs> well, then I'll chime in with a personal message for Nathan. Nate, thanks for looking out, man. <laughs> Yeah, then thanks for keeping your binoculars trained on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You stay on that rooftop. You keep an eye on us. We appreciate it. (laughs) Like I said, thank you very much. And thanks for being such a longtime listener back from our Lord. Yeah, that is awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, that is awesome. And clearly, he's like not just listening, but he's paying attention too with, you know, the personal comment about Carrie Fisher for Mark and. Yeah, 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 that's that's definitely awesome. Yeah. And thanks for getting Sean to do our origin story on or is it? (laughs) (laughs) to be fair mark's not exactly hiding his love for star wars no but (laughs) but the fact that he you know made that personal message i appreciate it absolutely yeah yeah um so i'm sean taylor i'm tex and i mean mark join us next time when we'll review another tom hanks movie this time he's a code-breaking investigator tracking down the truth behind soiled fabrics in the Lewinsky Code. <laughs> <laughs>